The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Zeal. If you want a good massage but don't have the time to get one, have the massage come to you with Zeal. You pick the time and the location. Have your next massage on demand at home. Our listeners can get $20 off their first massage with promo code BIGIDEA. Happy Friday. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for May 18th. In today's news, top Trump allies are trying to expose an FBI informant. A New York judge rejects the president's request to stop a defamation lawsuit against him. And Mitch McConnell warns Republicans that they could lose their Senate majority. But first, the big idea. Rex Tillerson is the latest Trump aide to speak out after getting fired. President Trump's administration has seen more turnover than The Apprentice. Quite literally, in fact. Trump's television show would lose 15 people a season. This White House has already seen more than three times that much. Many have been fired or forced to resign. Several found out on Twitter. This creates bad blood and political risk for the president. Now, most won't go all Jim Comey and write brutal tell-alls. But a commencement speech delivered on Wednesday by former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson underscores the potential peril. In his first major address since leaving Washington after he was fired in March, Tillerson told graduates at the Virginia Military Institute to remember the importance of integrity and honesty. He never mentioned Trump by name, but he didn't need to. His meaning was very clear. Here's a taste of the tack Rex took during his 20-minute speech. When we as people, a free people, go wobbly on the truth, even on what may seem the most trivial of matters, we go wobbly on America. If we do not, as Americans, confront the crisis of ethics and integrity in our society and among our leaders in both public and private sector, and regrettably at times even the nonprofit sector, then American democracy as we know it is entering its twilight years. Tillerson becomes just the latest ousted aide to speak critically of Trump after being shown the door. David Shulkin was fired as Veterans Affairs Secretary also in March unceremoniously on Twitter. He immediately submitted an op-ed to the New York Times, gave an interview to NPR, and then appeared on ABC's Good Morning America. With bloodshot eyes, he complained that Trump's political people were trying to privatize the VA so that other people could profit off of it. Here's what he told George Stephanopoulos. These political appointees, I think, feel that what we need to do is dismantle the VA and move everything to the private sector. That would not be a good thing for our veterans. That would be reneging on our country's commitment to those who have served us. And then, of course, there's Amorosa. Amorosa Manigal, a former contestant on The Apprentice who got a high-paying senior job at the White House only to be fired by Chief of Staff John Kelly. It took her just a few weeks to appear on the CBS reality show, Celebrity Big Brother. Another contestant asked her if everything is going to be okay in the country. She said no. Like, I was haunted by tweets every single day. Like, what is he going to tweet next? Manigault added that she wouldn't vote for Trump again in, quote, a million years. White House spokesman Raj Shah responded by saying Omarosa was fired three times on The Apprentice and, quote, this is the fourth time we let her go. It's sort of a wonder, frankly, that more people who were unceremoniously fired have not publicly criticized Trump, at least not yet. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump allies are waging an increasingly aggressive campaign to undercut the Russia investigation by exposing a top secret FBI source. 
The effort reached new heights on Wednesday when Trump alleged that an informant improperly spied on his 2016 campaign and predicted the coming scandal will be, quote, bigger than Watergate. Leaders of the Justice Department and intelligence agencies warned that publicly identifying this confidential source will put lives in danger and imperil other operations. The stakes are so high that the FBI has been working overtime the past two weeks to mitigate the potential damage to the source and the investigations he or she worked on if his or her identity is revealed. Trump's friends and lieutenants believe outing this source might help provide a justification for removing special counsel Bob Mueller or a rationale for firing Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani told The Post last night that the president believes law enforcement officials have been conspiring against him. Giuliani also said Trump's lawyers have begun planning a series of summer prep sessions ahead of a possible sit-down with Mueller. The chances of a sit-down happening, Giuliani says, are actually higher than they were earlier in the week. In related news, Reuters reports that the ex-son-in-law of Paul Manafort has cut a plea deal that requires him to cooperate with the government in other criminal probes. That could compound legal pressure on Trump's former campaign chairman to cooperate with Mueller and possibly flip on Trump. Number two, a New York appeals court rejected Trump's request to stay proceedings in a defamation lawsuit filed against him by former Apprentice contestant Summer Zervos, who accuses Trump of sexual harassment and assault. The decision is a big legal blow to the president, who is already facing multiple lawsuits focused on allegations that women have made against him. The reason it matters is that it could open him up to discovery in the case, including potentially a deposition. Zervos accused the president of groping her and forcibly kissing her. She sued Trump for defamation after he denied her accusations, along with every other woman who has accused him of unwanted sexual conduct, and called her a liar. Attorneys for the president have argued that he was expressing a political opinion when he said she was lying, and they've also claimed he can't be sued in state court while in office. Number three. In an interview with the Washington Post, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell warns Republicans that their Senate majority is, quote, absolutely in play, countering the argument that the House is the only real battleground in November. He told us yesterday that the battle for the Senate will run through the following states, Arizona, Nevada, Tennessee, Montana, North Dakota, Missouri, Indiana, West Virginia, and Florida. Notably absent from his list, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, three states that President Trump carried where Democratic senators are up for re-election. The Democratic incumbents in those places have the upper hand right now, many Republican strategists acknowledge, but McConnell said he does hope that the races in those places ripen. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, May 18th. One more thing. If you like listening to short daily audio stories like The Daily 202, I think you might enjoy Retropod. It's a show by my colleague about forgotten moments in history. And like this, it runs every weekday on your Amazon Echo, Google Home, or wherever you get your podcasts. I went on a listening binge last week and caught up on more than a dozen recent episodes. To learn how to listen, visit WashingtonPost.com slash voice. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a nice weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>